What's up, guys? Phil Vlaire here with the Modern Day Cyber Podcast, and you got episode 87. And we are currently in the United Kingdom. For the last two years, we've been planning with the Precision Rifle Series of UK, which consists of Andy Simpson, James Bass, and Trez. And we finally are able to do our classes here. Uh, we have four classes, our intro class, our uh, advanced competition clinic, and our positional and our win clinic. So four classes all together. Every single class is sold out, which is awesome. We're super humbled. And we are just wrapping up with our first three days of our intro class. And we're just sitting down with James and Andy and talking about their experience and what they think so far of the class. Uh, they're staying with us at the farmhouse, um, which is about five minutes from the range. So we're just having a conversation about kind of what uh, their expectations were of, of class and kind of what kind of truths they're finding out for themselves after sitting uh, in their first type of formal instruction and how they're able to take the information to overall become better riflemen, and better competitors. So um, this is a super fun episode, guys. I hope you enjoy it. And as always, thanks for listening to the Modern Day Stopper podcast. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, that's that's how you you execute a raid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. snipers fire on the tier two. Right. One, okay. the uh, breach goes. Breach goes, and then execute is when uh, the raid team goes. Right. Goes right. In. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes I've, sense. I've seen that on video. Yeah. yeah. So they five, four, three, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I get it's, it now. It's cool when you do that on a. Um, I suppose it's like a split second distraction before yep. the yeah, door goes yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, makes sense. It's cool when you do it on a fire line and it, it just sounds like one gunshot. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's if how you nice. know, that's how you, know you got it right. Yeah. What's really fun though is you get like a pe one piece of steel and you have like 10 dudes shooting at one piece of steel on the TN2 and that thing just gets thrashed. <laughs> it doesn't know which way to it's move. It's awesome. <laughs> It'd be really cool with different speed bullets, though. So all the bangs went bang at once, but the dings were simultaneously ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, now you're just getting into some that's, stuff, though. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we technically would, especially when you got different bullets shooting different velocities. Yeah. It would yeah, be. especially... Uh, like, It'd be milliseconds. Pretty, seconds, pretty yeah, much, yeah, though, yeah. if you look at the numbers, though, everything inside... You'd have to be a ground. Everything inside 500 yeah, is yeah. all within, yeah. like... A hundredth of a second. You know, it'd be cool, but if we did a shot at distance, one guy's shooting a 308, one guy's shooting like a 6.5, one shooting a 6 Creed. Yeah. They fire on the Tia 2 and then just hear, ding, like, ding, let's say ding. like a thousand yards, like three yeah. different reports. Yeah. You'd oh, have yeah. to, you'd have to do it yeah. a grand plus to get the speed yeah, difference. To get yeah, the speed difference. Yeah. Yeah. Difference. yeah. yeah definitely. Because, you know, that's funny because it's funny you bring that up because a lot of people, you know, you do these cartridge comparison tests, you know, and people are like, oh, 28 Nosler, uh, 300 PRC, um, 6.5 PRC, whatever it is, right? And everybody says, oh, it shoots flat, shoots flat. You run the numbers and most hunters, you know, 500 yards and in, 500 is a stretch, you know, for, for most yeah, yeah, people that yeah. don't train a lot. Yeah. yeah. So then we look at like, okay, 400 and in, 300 and in, yeah. it's literally exactly the same yeah. it's so it's completely imperceptible yeah but they they that they, they, their uh their argument for why they're choosing a different cartridge is because energy 
energy or it shoots like you said it shoots flat it shoots, shoots flat, flat. Yeah. shoots flat yeah but you can't see fuck all after you press the trigger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, it's so fucking quick you hit the thing yeah, before you move any yeah. have you tried the um two rounds on target before the report comes back you yeah. did that the other day phil i did that two shots in the air yeah. two shots in the air yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, i've done it with a gas gun i, I haven't tried it with a well, so obviously it's 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 easier to do it with the the target when the further the target's further out. Yeah. The, the challenge is doing it when the target's closer. So like I how, tried it at six hundred yeah. yesterday. How it's it's, it's, it's tough, right? Near Unless you have like a a bullet going, you know, really slow, low, yeah. you know. or right bolt left handed. Yeah, yeah unless you're yeah, like James. You yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you can do that. Yeah. Yep. I could send him when I was right bolt left handed. It was like yeah. a machine gun fire. Yeah, you had a huge when you were shooting like F class and 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 Ventress, you had a clear advantage over everyone. Yeah, when you mag fed as well. Yeah, we look at it with when we were doing the twenty twos with Jacob, and I was getting frustrated. Yeah. I mag dumped four twenty two mags, and by the time Jacob had emptied one, it was yeah. just like ding 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 <laughs> mag, yeah, mag ding 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 ding. <laughs> All fundamentals went out the window, but there was yeah. plenty of lead going down range. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have F class rifles, James? Yeah, I just don't use it. You just use it. Use yeah. Two eight four um Winchester straight. That that so, uh well that seven millimeter cartridge is so popular. I mean that's what uh Eric Fortuner uses. The, the yeah. seven beast he, he the seven the mil- He's yes. on he's on the um six point five PRC wheeler now, necked up to seven mil. Oh, okay. okay. It's, but it's what they're saying is it's basically you the dasher of the seven mil world is what I'm getting. Interesting. Just, just so load wow. it, load okay. it, and shoot it. So it's a seven. It's a six it's five PRC neck to seven mil. Neck to seven mil. Yeah. So but it's basically what everybody oh, thought the seven, seven PRC was. Seven gonna PRC be, would be uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah instead of but it being a long action. You yeah. run the run all the numbers. It's a shahane. So the water volume's the same as a shahane. Okay. The powder charge is pretty much the same with the same powder as a Shahane. The velocities are the same as a Shahane, but you're on a magnum bolt face with different dimensions, which seems to just work more efficiently. Interesting. So is the Shahane not a magnum bolt face? No. It's a 308. Oh, okay. 308 308 bolt face. It's just 65-284 necked up. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Then it's all, all the Shahane is, is just a 40, 40 degree or 30 degree uh, shoulder okay. angle. It's, I think. I do find that stuff pretty cool. I mean, you know, the guys that wildcat stuff and tinker with that stuff, I, I do find that pretty cool. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into that and um, just having the time to, to mess with stuff and go, oh, let's see what this is all about. Yeah. yeah. A lad, I, a lad I know built a, um, called it a 30 moose. So it, was, it was between between a 300 rum and a 28 nozzler next up to a 30 nozzler. Oh, okay. Um, that's, just, that's just, I mean, that's a lot. You know, that's it a just huge turned out cartridge. to be too much, yeah. That's a huge cartridge. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, um, Chris Cameron, he, I had a, I had like, some gunworks brass in my seven psalm that I didn't use anymore. And uh he wanted it for a uh what's he shooting? He's shooting a six five um a six five psalm. 
And so he was like, yeah, let's just neck that down and he trim and he, and, you know, trim the necks. And, uh, he says it shoots great. Says it shoots fantastic. Like that, and that seven song brass is stout. Like that stuff is, I mean, you, that's, it seems like it's heavier than even six, than six, five PRC brass, yeah. like wall thickness wise. And it seems like it's really, really heavy brass. Are you running seven saw on short action or long action? Short action. Short action. I used to run 180s in it, and uh, it's doable with 180s. But then I started to look at it, and I said, "Well, I've got a seven. I've got a seven PRC on the way." And I said, "Well, there's no point in shooting the 180s out of a short action seven, so I dropped my seven saw down to shoot uh, 162 ELDXs, and I found a really, really nice load with it with uh, 4831 shortcut." And uh, it's shooting 162 ELDXs at like 3025 out of a 22 inch suppressed barrel and no pressure. And um, it shoots bug holes. It shoots really well. And I got a ton of 4831 shortcut that I, that I just had bought it when I saw it. And I was like, hey, I saw, you know, 16 pounds of it back when powder was easy to get. And, and sit, you know, an eight pound jug was 240 bucks. And I bought two two eight pounders of it and it's been sitting in my shop for ages like ah let's see let's see what, what powder these 162 is like and it ended up being 4831 shortcut so i was like that's perfect use for it why not what's an eight pounder out here nowadays uh, just shy 400 uh, or 400 380 to 400 pounds depends on what powder it is yeah uh, and where you get it from some will be yeah. more, some will be less. If you if you speak, what what did you say it was? Three eighty to to take to say three ninety. So three eighty to four twenty. Three ninety. Conversion is one point two four. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys are at four hundred eighty seven dollars U.S. If the if the convert, I did one point two five. That's so, insane. But that four one eight shortcut's supposed to be a nice powder. We I never got to play with it. it all the F-Class guys snap it, took the lot mm. before it all got banned yeah. over here. Yeah, so you guys are a hundred bucks, well, 87 bucks more um, than we are on average in the U.S. for an eight pounder. But there's really not much of a difference. We were just talking about this last night, weren't we? And the difference in like a two, a two pound um, is only about 10 bucks or something. Yeah, two pounds yeah, a lot, for yeah. a, a N150 or N140 or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're at like about fifty bucks yeah, for about a pound dollars. Right yeah, we're about forty-seven, fifty yeah. bucks a pound. Well, fifty yeah. pounds. It's about the same. Similar, similar yeah. sort of money in it. It's very similar. It's similar sort of money. Primers yeah. are similar sort of money. Yeah. If you can get yeah. them, we can't get them. But yeah, we we can't get any of the Hodgkin stuff in the UK. It was banned. Uh, I can't remember when. When two thousand eight or something? Or was it soon before that? I can't remember. Oh, that's right. You said it was chemical, chemical relations. Yeah, chemical chemical some form but, of chemical. Yeah, there was a chemical that the EU didn't like, yeah. which stopped yeah. it. As but far Winchester as Stable have just they're bringing out. Well, they've just brought out two new loads, haven't they? Competition. But that's and, extortion. I remember the other name of the other one, but they're effectively direct replacements for H forty three fifty and Varget. Apparently, they are, they're somebody they're legit. Somebody had they're, to do it. Yeah, apparently yeah, somebody legit. had to do it. They're just pricey. They're, they're not they cheap. Very pricey. They're expensive, but I think that's part of the powder rise in price as well. But if they're if they're a direct replacement, then I think there will be a lot of people buying that, and it'll do a good job. Um, for sure, if you yeah. can get, you know, the replacement. 
of you know 4350 and Varga have been the staples for yeah. years and years and years. So we're and, mainly a vitivore. Yeah. So well, we can't we can't get any reliant powders now. Reload of 16, 15.5, 18, 23. Everything's just, they're just yeah we struggle. Are those oh, non-existent yeah, right now? Struggle. Yeah. yeah. I my my one of my the best six five PRC loads that I have is is uh, reload yeah. twenty three. Saturday introduced me to that. I was chatting with him once, and he said, "Try reload twenty three. Yeah. And sure enough, man, I sh yeah. I shot it, and it was the easiest thing to load for, and it was super temperature stable. And now I can't get it. I, I think I have like six pounds of it left. Yeah. And I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, I've got, oh, I've, got I've got two. Two pound tubs of reloaded 10x, which is really good in 223 and like 204 small small barbit rounds. I've got two two pound tubs of 16, and that's it. Mm. Did you not have much luck with um, H1000? H1000 worked, it was just case capacity. That's what it's like with triple fives with the six mile three bar. Power yeah. crunch. It, it just, the H1000, you could get the velocity, but it was just like it, it, you're yeah. crushing powder. And, you, and I just didn't like it. Do you have much Vitavori over there? I you can. I know, I know that's a that's a favorite powder that, that Cortini mm. uses. Yeah, triple um, five, yeah. I, I haven't I don't have any experience using Vitavori. I think now. it's it was either five six five or five seven five that I tried in a six five PRC. That worked quite well. Mm. It was five six five, I think. Yeah. It was five six. I'm sure it's five six five. Well, everything. I mean, over here, it's just a different world for you guys. Then you know we're obviously worlds apart on a lot of things. Mm. A lot of things, but when it comes to availability and you know what you can and can't do and what you can and can't get, it's. It is an eye opener. We I mean, we it's... were good. So when you started getting shot on primers, mm -hmm. we didn't really see twelve it for months or so. Twelve about 12, 12, yeah. 12 to eighteen months. Yeah. Then it hit us. Really hit us. But we were all like, Yeah, we're all right. It's just just the US is struggling, it's fine, it's fine. And then all of a sudden it was like, Nope, yeah. it's all gone. Awesome. So, well, it is. It's awesome to be actually like sitting here yeah, in this living room and having a podcast <laughs> instead of it being over yeah, Zoom. With with a three or four right. second delay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send you audio it files cool. that probably sound like crap. No, yeah. no, no. Every you know, the, that's one thing that we've. I think we've done a pretty good mm. job on is making yeah. sure we have good yeah. good audio on the yeah. podcast. It's, Congratulations on you guys doing your podcast. Gonna, we're trying to get Joey Pascom for the the first episode. <laughs> yeah, Joey Pascom. Joe Pass. Uh, what, what would Joe, would Joe no, 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 do? No. Oh no, sorry. What is what would Joe Pass <laughs> yeah. do? Sorry, that's got to yeah, get changed awesome. to what, what would MBS Joe Pass do? do? So Joe yeah. Pass is <laughs> one of the um, top shooters in the UK. He's that top three shooter. Um, on a genuinely one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. You'll meet him on when when you do the advanced course. Cool. And, um, he's respected well within the, the shooting community, and it's kind of because he's a good shot. People go, well, what would Joe Pass do? And it ended up turning into a. A scope sticker. It was a bit of an it started internal. off as a little joke, <laughs> didn't it? Started off as a little joke, and then, um, yeah, Ryan come back with twenty or thirty of these stickers, and it was like, I'll have one of them. And then yeah. there was a few flying <laughs> so, yeah, around. Joe passed it. Yeah, yeah no, um, they'll be on the advanced course. But yeah, I'm going to yeah, try and get Joe on there as the first guest. We've just obviously been mega, mega busy with um, organising you guys coming over. Day job running matches etc so it just makes matches. it difficult but we're going to talk chassis systems 
in the first episode because Joe is a MDT support shooter, has the new Elite. I obviously am complete opposite end of the scale now. I've been through every chassis system there is possible and just couldn't got, get on with anything. Went straight to a foundation and I'm just, I'm straight onto it and I'm at home. So we're just going to talk chassis systems on our first episode. So yeah, it should be cool. Should be cool. There's, there's just, there is a oh, myriad nice. of choices out there on that stuff. It's people ask all the time, which one? It's just like, hey, yeah. it's whatever yeah. fits you, whatever you like. I really like your, your uh, new C4. C4. That's yeah. nice. So I went on really the looks nice. thing. I was like, yeah, so MPA Matrix, that looks fucking badass. I want one. Went to all the effort of getting it all sorted over to the UK, and I'm like, shit, <laughs> I don't get on with it, so it's got to be sold, and I get something else. Well, no, you need to backtrack on that because originally, when you had I, I originally ordered, when you, I yeah when I got my ACC TR, yeah, when I um, it was originally going to be an ACC because I shot an ACC. I was like, yeah, cool, no worries, that'll do. And then I saw the MPA, and I thought, you know what, I actually like it ergonomically. It seems like it's going to be better. I like the thumb shelf, I like the adjustments, I like being able to do this, I like the rat rail. Yeah, cool, let's go for that. We switched over to that, and that came across. And I wasn't really getting on with it. And then I, we were at the finale last year, and I bumped into Brad Wright from Loophole, and I got on well with Brad. And he had his Foundation Centurion. I'm like, dude, can I have a look? And then I was like, yeah, okay, that's more me. Got it across, and yeah, well, the rest is history mm -hmm. now. So, and... As you guys have seen on the on the 101 course, it, I, I seem to shoot it well, so I'm just a lot more comfortable on that now. Yeah, it, they're nice. They're they're nice mm. stocks. They're beautifully done stocks, and and from a traditional feel standpoint, uh, you know, for me, if I went back to a traditional yeah, rifle yeah. stock, that would yeah, be yeah. John Carl does an awesome job with them, and he he was super helpful yeah, getting that one across from the states for me, because normally. Hmm. John Carl is just an yeah. awesome human being. When you get to talk to him, it's it's hard to not yeah. to want yeah. to support him and and mm -hmm. what he does for the shooting community. And I mean, it's just it's backed up with how he carries himself as a as a, a businessman, yeah, as yeah. a shooter, yeah. as a as a, a family guy. Yeah. And then I mean, his his stocks, like you said, it, I mean, his hundred uh, percent the production and it was done quicker than he said, and he he hooked me up with a dude who can do the import. And normally this thing has to be done in bulk orders, like 10 mil. But I was like, any chance you can help me out? I was like, yeah, no worries, dude. We'll get you squared away. And he hooked me up with the do to speak to this guy, get it all ordered. We'll get it ready. Right. What do you want? Cool. Place the order. And then 10 weeks later, it was in my hands. It was built quicker and exported out of the country quicker than I expected. So, yeah. Yeah, you didn't get on it with it. You've got, big, you got big hands, so you don't yeah. get on well with the grip. I just, you've got big hands. So you don't... For me, if the grip was another inch, deeper, yeah. inch longer, yeah, yeah, deeper, I'd like it a lot more. My bottom two fingers are at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. They kind of fall yeah. off the bottom of it, but that's just my shit as well. <laughs> you have bigger hands, bro. You, but, yeah. the, but the thing is, is I bet you, Order that. I bet my bottom yeah, roll if you mentioned John Carlin said, is there any chance we can make this a deeper? He'd probably go, yeah, man, but we'd need some time to work it out. I, they, they're, that, they're that sort of company, I'd, I'd say. They, that, but yeah, that sort of we're going to talk chassis on that podcast. Looking forward to getting it done. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I like to say, uh, we talked about this earlier for dinner, but um, definitely 
super impressed with the uh, community you've built so far. And my hat's off to you guys for Friends. and Tre uh, Trey is not here. <laughs> Trez, yeah. Sorry, Trez. I always go, go back that's, and forth. That's got to like, be all yeah. three of us have got yeah. names Trez. wrong now. Trez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trez, because, uh, I mean, Kaylin yeah. and I know how hard it is to build a community, right? And, you know, you guys have a lot of things working against you with regard to limitations, you yeah, know, getting a firearm in general. You know, it's not like us where <laughs> yeah. you can just go to Walmart yeah. right, and buy a rifle off the shelf. And I mean, you're 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 snapping yeah. in with it the, that same day. You know what I mean? So um, the the guys that we have here in the intro chorus have been awesome. Good. This has and, been a lot of fun. And then just seeing you guys interact because I could see, you know, especially with it being um, like in the in the PRS, you like United States, like yeah. there's that, you know, with Shannon, there's that like, uh, you know, yeah, not yeah, too many people yeah. like would joke around with him. You yeah. Know, just because he's like the director of PRS, like yeah, Andy, yeah, you are the yeah. director of PRS UK, you know, so it's cool to see, you know, that yeah, relationship yeah. that you have with your shooters. Yeah, you no, know, at, give, at a real actually, yeah, just earthly level, shooters they give us. <laughs> we have a good, com we have a real good relationship. Yeah, yeah you've you, yeah. you've not. Yeah. And really, I mean, there's no reason. There's no reason no. for that. Like, no. oh, holy thou type no. attitude. That's all. That's all just egotistical garbage. It doesn't have to be that way. You're just a human being, and you're a super cool dude, and you're you're dedicating a, a large portion of your of yourself in life mm. to yeah to facilitate the, the, this the stuff community. That, I mean, there's a lot that goes on behind clo closed doors that me, me, James and Trez do. I mean, it's like a full-time job on top of a full-time job. But the the guys that we do, mm -hmm. what what we do for, they they do really, really appreciate what we do, which is cool. Well, you're building you're building stuff from the ground up in a in a in a country that is not pro. You know, from a shooting perspective, yeah. it's not friendly. It's not friendly to it. And you guys are, yeah. you know, it's an uphill battle when it comes to that stuff. You yeah. know, you got guys here that are, you know, I'm looking at a reloading press that's that's yeah. clamped to the kitchen counter with, uh, with uh, you know, an auto trickler over there and a bunch of powder and brass. And dudes are cycling in here in the evening loading ammo because yeah. they can't have more that's than a certain good. allotment. And, yeah. and you know, but that's that's dedication. Kitchen loads, that's yeah. the name of this podcast. That's it. Kitchen Hashtag loads. kitchen loads. Quantity <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. for the win. Yeah, that's good. Though. I mean, you know, there's yeah, there's shooters in the United States that, of course, do that. But but here, it's because it's an absolute necessity. You know, yeah. you just can't depending have on what your your application of your rifle is and what you're doing. Your your local firearms officer um, or constabulary will determine how much ammunition that you can use. The the, the dude which keeps on cycling in, mm -hmm. um, he can only have 160 rounds in in possession at any one time because of what he does. He's mainly a deer stalker foxer, so he doesn't do much, but. Whereas myself and James, James has got a thousand cream, uh, six hundred cream, or a thousand on his. I got, I've yeah. got a thousand six five and a thousand. Yeah, it was hard work. Yeah, I had to beg. Yeah, it was hard. So work. I, I, I rang him up. I was like, look, this is the deal. We've got a course on. I'm going to need near on a thousand rounds to do this course. I don't know if I'm using a six five, the six mil, a bit of both, and I don't want to break the yeah. law. So can we do something? 
she come back to me a couple of days later when she checked it through with their higher powers and they passed but you it. Can, you can bet your bottom dollar that'll get changed so, on your next renewal or, or variation. It's, it'll more yeah. than likely get changed and I'll have no issue if it does get changed. Um, I've got no need every five years. to have it. How often is it renewed? Yeah. Uh, every five years. Every five years. There is talks yeah. of doing every Depends 10 years apart. But yeah, mm. I've got a whole variation. Yeah. I can have like 506 mil, 565, 500 to LR, 500 to 2 So I've got enough space for different things. But yeah, they, the reason that the dude was coming in and loading is because he just can't have the allocation. But it is commitment, isn't it? But also, it's we, we were like, mm. dude, no worries. We'll, we'll supply you kit and Hornady of... of kindly supplied kit via Edgar Brothers. They've supported on this gazebos up on the range and stuff, and and little bits and pieces here and there, and obviously the the press kit. So, yeah, we just commit to to helping the guys that are booked onto the course. We if if there's an issue, we'll help you work through it. No worries, no problem. Well, that's, yeah, that was the yeah. thing with us. If we're gonna do it, we've got to do it right. Yeah, it's got to be done. There's no half hour. It's got to be done properly. We didn't want to look. Yeah. Well, your yeah. organization will have a reputation, right? And so yeah. you need to ensure that that's held to a very high standard. So that way, yeah. you know, the legacy that you build can live on into the next, that next generation of the guy that's going to, you're going to pass the torch. It's, it's the little say, things okay, make a difference you know, do. And then somebody yeah. broke the target today. So before we even came back, we were like, let's go sell that target out. So it's ready for tomorrow. Just, and then you're not delaying things in the morning. It's just it's all the little things mm -hmm. like that, that that make a difference. But as I said, the, the shooters that turn up to our matches and to these courses, I've had three guys this evening come up to me when we were out for dinner. I said, really thankful for you guys organising this. Thank you very much. It's amazing. So, hey, we, we know it's it's appreciated. It's, it's, it's like dinner tonight. Yeah, it was the shooters. We didn't organise dinner tonight. The yeah. shooters organised dinner tonight to yeah. show the appreciation yeah. for you two boys making the trip over here. Yeah. So that wasn't yeah. anything to do with PRS. That was PRS shooters. And it's getting to now where every match, the whole 90% of the PRS yeah. shooters will meet up, we'll all go for dinner, we'll yeah, all even cool. go to the pub. It's, it is now, yeah. yeah like, it's, it's, it's a big really family away from your family. Yeah. Now, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's very, oh, it's, yeah. it is a uh, humbling definitely experience. Humbling, yeah. But yeah, PRS supporters, we, we take a hat, tip the hat to you guys for supporting what we do, you know? Yeah. Thank tip you for hat. turning tip up and sending Thank rounds you. down range. Definitely. Good stuff. Yeah, man. How are you boys finding the UK? I enjoy traveling. It's been great. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. I mean, I, I, I yeah. enjoy traveling in general. Like, I, I enjoy visiting new places and experiencing different cultures. And I think, you know, as, as, we, as we get older in life, it's like you want to you make sure that you're looking at everything from, yeah. you know, uh, a widest perspective as possible. Yeah. And I think it's important to have, I think it's important to travel. I think it's important to get that perspective and just to see, yeah. like, to talk to you about what it's like to live here in the United Kingdom with firearms and how that all works. And and so, you know, there's a tremendous amount of gratitude um, for what we have in the United States.
Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you guys are making the best out of it. You know, you're you're still doing what you what you want to do. And there's you, you've discovered ways of of working around that, um, even though there's yeah. hoops that you have to jump through. And we have our own hoops to jump through in the United yeah. States on certain things. Um, I mean, I think that it's 100 percent unconstitutional that I have to pay the government a $200 tax stamp it's to have a sound nice. suppressor. I think that that's a little yeah. bullshit. Um, but it's stuff that we have to do in order for us to have that privilege. Um, and I hate to even use that word privilege because I don't even believe that it's a privilege, but um, unfortunately that's just the way it has to be. So, but I haven't coming over here yeah. and, you know, enjoying the drive from, from Heathrow to, to here in Wales. It's, it was like two and a half hours. Um, yeah. Just to see, just to see how people live in the United Kingdom, you know, and it's, and I, yeah. I think that yeah. the way that you do that is to just immerse yourself in the culture and, you know, and be a part of the, the be a part of yeah. the group and go to dinner and listen to the boys banter and talk and, and chat each other up. And, and it's, it's, a, it's cool it's cool to see the different the different cultures so I'm, I'm super grateful for the opportunity and i mean if i would have thought that when we kicked off modern day sniper three years ago that we'd be sitting here in this in this living room yeah. in, in the united kingdom running classes here and i would have never thought that would happen yeah. you know it's uh it's a tr it's a tremendous opportunity for us and we're super grateful for it and i think that we're probably going to mm -hmm. be able to do this i think we're probably going to be able to do i mean we've had this conversation before but for the people that are listening I think the, yeah. the frequency that we'll probably think, be able to I think do we can get the numbers every, together. Every yeah, I think that's def it's definitely achievable. Yeah. I think it will make a um, a big difference once once all the yeah. uh, students go through and the word starts spreading yeah. and how good it is, how much they're learning, yeah. and mm -hmm. how much of a big yeah. IRA. For, e even over the past is, three days, the, the, the amount of stuff help. that um, yeah. everybody's learned and. You, a perfect example is is I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Adrian out of the list here. He's pretty much a brand new shooter. He's done mini rifle and stuff before, mm -hmm. but day one he was having a bit of a tough time mm -hmm. getting his rifle zeroed, and, mm -hmm. and so he wasn't that he wasn't enjoying it. It was just I think it was hard work for him because he's still quite new to it, getting stuff done. And he kind of had to take take a step back, do a bit of a hard reset himself, and go right. Let's try and enjoy this. Finally got himself zeroed, everything all good, and then after today. The grin on the dude's face oh, yeah. is incredible. But that's not just oh yeah, Adrian that's like that, who's brand that's new to just... what we're doing with, with sort of long distance. It's even like shooters that have got 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years experience shooting. Kieran. It's it's Kieran for me. Yeah. Kieran's rolled up. Kieran's, <laughs> yeah. Kieran's like, he's yeah. like Iceman. Never dialed a scope. He's like Iceman. Watching him run that rifle, he is literally picture perfect yeah. with his application of, of yeah. the marksmanship fundamentals. And, you know, he hits what he aims yeah. at. And when he misses, he makes a correction and then he hits what he aims at. And um, he's doing it, he's doing it by yeah. the numbers according to what he's been taught. And for him, it's paying off. Uh, another one that's was um, awesome that's shown Patty a awesome. tremendous amount of improvement yeah. is Patty. Patty. You know, Patty was awesome today. He was on struggle bus yesterday, but uh, we shot today, and I watched him shoot, and yeah. I looked at him, and I said, "Patty, man, what? That this number one badass." I just decided that I was gonna have fun. Like, today. what <laughs> yeah. happened? And he looks at me, he's just <laughs> literally like, that. Oh, I just decided that I was gonna have fun today. You know, 
And I said, man, that's exactly what this is all about. You know, a lot of times we take ourselves way too seriously when it comes to this stuff. And you, you end up like being stressed and you go, what the fuck am I stressed about? I'm out here with a bunch of dudes that are like-minded individuals and we're shooting rifles for four days. Like, what is there to be stressed about? You know, so what? Okay, so yeah. there's, you know, performance anxiety. Like, I can, I know. I mean, I have performance anxiety over things. We all do as people. It's just part of who we are as, as human beings that have emotions and, and feelings. Yeah. So, but just the look on his face, he was just like, well, I just decided to have fun today. <laughs> it's just like, hey, man, yeah. I wish it was that easy yeah. every yeah. single time. It and it truly nervous, is. Yeah, he was just nervous. He, he nervous. said, I was just super yeah. nervous. Yeah. nervous. Yeah. And we know yeah. that. Like, I a long time ago, when I was still teaching for Magpul, I had a, uh, he, was a he was a doctor. And he, he came to class. And uh, you wouldn't have known he was a doctor. He didn't say that he was a doctor. But I would later find out that that was his profession. And... You know, on the third day of the of the third class, day. when everybody kind of seems to get gets more comfortable and they start talking and openly more, he said at lunch, he said, "I got to tell you," he goes, "I was incredibly intimidated coming here." He goes, "I didn't know what to expect. I, I had no idea." He said, "I've never done anything like this before. I didn't know who was going to be here, um, and I wanted to do well because that's just part of my personality." And he said, I'm so glad that this, that the environment that we've created is conducive to learning without that level of stress. Now, if you do have stress, like we're not, we don't yell at people. We don't do anything like that. The only time I've ever, ever raised my voice is either to get somebody's attention for the purpose of safety or to get some, get the yeah. class's attention to, class. hey, come over here, come to center line. You know, you raise your voice to project your voice yeah. out to get people to show up. But like, I've never had to raise my voice or like yell at anybody or anything like that. And a lot of times students are like, you know, other students that have been to quote unquote tactical training courses that they come by and they just said, man, you don't yell at anybody. Why? Yeah, like why would I yeah. yell at you? Well, I, you're paying me yeah. to teach you. Why the fuck would I yell at you? You know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's definitely not like um, yeah. being at school. Let's mm. put it that way. It's yeah. Um, yeah. it's dudes teaching dudes with they've got a lot more knowledge and education. Yeah, it's laid back. Yeah. It's chill. Everybody, everybody has said how laid back it is. They're all, they're all taking value from it. Yeah, they're all they're all taking value from it. They're all going. This is yeah. Today's been amazing. Yesterday was just as good. Day one was complete eye opener. That's that's the the general consensus. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it day it's been two pretty got awesome. me. Um, day two was the eye opener. Like day one was day one was good, yeah. but day two was like the wow, this is happening. The improvements are happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's just on a one one course. But it just it just shows. But if your fundamentals aren't there, then you you asked uh James, you asked a good question to me the other day. It was like, which one was which out of all the courses that we teach, which one's my favorite course? Yeah. And uh, you know, I, we talked about how the intro course is typically my favorite course because you get uh, vi- I mean, you get a wide spectrum of of individuals in every course, right? Yep. But with the intro class, typically even the advanced shooters like are 
accepting that like, hey, they want a hard reset, right? Whereas like yeah. our advanced courses, sometimes we get individuals that, yeah, they've been shooting for a long time, but they still haven't really grasped certain things like good rifle setup or good natural point of aim and are very reluctant to adopt new ideas, hmm. right? They're in, and so the intro course really allows everyone to like try everything that we teach them, right? And and it and yeah. I've definitely gone away from because I would say for sure like two or three years ago, uh, I wasn't the same instructor that I am now. I mean, even uh, Ash today was like, "Where were you guys?" I, like, I wish I knew you guys ten years ago. And I told him I was like, "Oh yeah." I honestly like I couldn't provide you the same instruction that I do now ten years ago. No, right. yeah, and that's yeah. a reasonable thing to say. Yeah, you know. Do you think the courses help you guys every every single, every single time. class? I, every I, single time. Uh, yeah. I heard Kanan at one point today just go, "Hey Phil, this ain't working, dude. Just um, come and teach me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that <laughs> yeah. you don't hear that. You, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. just proves that's a a respect to you guys, knowing that you're not yeah. on point with something. And he could help you fix that. Sure. Yep. Yep. And we and we yeah. toss that back and forth with all kinds of things. Uh, it's the only way that it's the only way that that we can continue to to grow and develop because we can't live in a vacuum. You know, you you start living in a vacuum or in an echo chamber. You know, whichever term, descriptive term you want to use to to, to describe that. But as soon as you do. That's where, what would you say? That's that, uh, number one, that's where your comfort zone is. And comfort that's zone. where your dreams and go your skills to, go, go to die. die. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah. So, and, you know, it's, yeah. um, it's the, the, it's the crazy quest, right? We talked about it in the, in the, in the beginning of the course, like, you know, we're all chasing the dragon, so to speak. And I'm, and that's not even yeah. coin. That's not even that's something not even that I can coin as my own. I learned that from a guy by the name of Gary Bagley. Um, who is a uh, a really well respected uh, paragliding and speed wing flying instructor in Salt Lake City area, and um, I had the benefit of meeting that guy, and he's like a thirty year, thirty plus year uh, mountain climbing guide, and that dude is just the most down to earth, awesome human being to sit and talk with. I mean, he'll you know you'll just sit and have coffee with him. He's like, ah, hey, you want to have. He's from Philadelphia, and he goes, you know, uh, you know, sit and have coffee time. Coffee and time. before you know it, it's like two and a half hours into coffee time, and, coffee. and you're talking about every <laughs> manner of things. Manner and of he's thing. the most humble dude that I've met with his skill level. And yeah. you know, he's yeah. in his fifties, and he's still he's still climbing and snowboarding some of the steepest coolers that the Wasatch Mountains has to offer, and he does it solo. Um, and he's really, really even keel about that stuff and he's on a constant quest to learn. And, and, you know, ironically out of the blue, he just decided to start shooting. So he, he started following us cause you know, he had been introduced to me through my skydiving buddies and, um, he started to follow our, our content and our social media stuff and YouTube and whatnot. And he said, you know, I think uh, I think I want to get into this long range shooting thing because I think that's kind of like my my thing. Like, I think that that's like the next thing that I want to do. And I was like, man, I think you'd be fantastic at it. Just the way that you have your mindset is, 
because you're yeah. you're you're a humble student of the game of of everything like of life and i think that you would really enjoy it and sure enough man he bought a tika and uh we got him into got him into a krg into an x-ray and he shoots at price all the time and you know he he pitches things back to he pitches things to me and and one of the things that um that he talks about is chasing the dragon that's his that's his thing he's just like we're all chasing we're all chasing the individual dragon and the dragon is this proverbial um it's this it's this mystical thing that doesn't thing. exist right so you're yeah. never going to catch it you're never going to get it yeah but the fun yeah. is but in the chase the right the fun is in the chase and and if you love the process, the process. of chasing the dragon you're going to be satisfied with the process in and of itself and you know no matter what like he's you know i mean this dude you know from a standpoint of bouldering and stuff like He's up there in his proficiency level. But he doesn't even care he about that. Care he just about cares that. about the fact that he's able to connect with himself while he participates in that activity. And that's what yeah. he gets out of it for himself. It's not about yeah. winning trophies. It's not about putting shit on the wall. It's not about, you know, I sent this climb, you know, whatever it is. Like, no, it's just about having the love for the process. And, yeah. and I think if we approach it from that perspective, we're going to we're going to get out of our own way because we're all our own worst enemies when it comes to that stuff. And yeah. so like, you know, yeah, like he's, he's great at diagnosing. He's great at diagnosing problems. He's a good doctor when it comes to found point to fill, you know, yeah, yeah. And you know where doctor. I got, you know where I got that from? Kayla. I got it from Kalen. <laughs> when I first started teaching, when Kalen took me under his wing, we were on the phone and I was like, Kalen, like, how do I like, like, what do you recommend like to a new like new instructor because i think i was like getting ready to teach my first class at gunworks and mm. i think it was we were on the phone mm. and he's like he's like honestly he's like just like in, like uh learn about like diagnostics like diagnosing when it, when a shooter is having this issue like learn how to fix it for them or you know try to put the yourself in their shoes mm. and i was like Hell yeah. Like I'm going to have the biggest fucking diagnostic toolbox that I can to help shooters of different shapes and sizes. And that, and I truly love that. I love solving a, pro and a, a problem is somebody's body mechanics, right? Cause everyone comes in different shapes and sizes. Everyone has different flexibility. And I love to try to like, obviously incorporate like my shooting style with their body mechanics and how I can articulate to them. Like, Hey, this is why I like to put my rifle here and apply this pressure here so that I can get this effect, right? And if they're not doing that, okay, what what direction can I take that'll meet them halfway or still achieve the same end results that I achieve? Yeah, it's like um, you go back to day one. So, right, we're gonna put the butt stock here instead of being here in the shoulder shoulder pocket we're going to go more towards the neck in the back of my mind thinking this is just going to hurt like you know when you just got that feeling in the back of your brain you think this is stupid it's not going to work two rounds down you think why did i do this like when i first started why did nobody teach you this when you first started you're more central it's just we didn't teach that either like that was that's that's what that's why it's modernized marksmanship yeah, technique. That's what I mean. By gr by yeah. growing, by growing, you you're always learning. You're always pushing 
your own and each other's limits and bouncing ideas off each other to keep growing. Um, our we, conversations our in the conversations car are funny. funny. Like, like we we talk about like in between subconscious thoughts. Like, yeah. all right, hey, when the bullet, when goes, the bullet off, goes off, what's your first what's thought? Your Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's where the magic is. Man. Yeah, that's, and like, and like, what, like, it, how are you like truly like? What do you think is going on in your head? Like, one of the cool questions I asked asked you, I remember a few months ago, was like, what is your first thought? When when it, when the beep when the buzzer goes off, what's your first actual conscious thought? Mm. And once, it is and it is, am I on the right target? Yeah, for me, it's for, once I actually sat and thought about it. Um, it was it was, am I, am I on the right target? But the cool the cool part about that question was, you know, I guess we can only go so far with like rifle setup. We can only go so far with 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 um, getting the body mechanics down. And we've had this conversation a lot of times where it's just like, okay, what is the difference? What separates the, you know, the, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, when, it, when you hit a certain level of skill. And I, I've, I've started, like, I've started to come to the realization that it is truly your mind. It's, it's what is going on in your mind and how focused are you on, how focused are you and how present are you for that moment of concentration where you're not allowing your brain to wander off into into nana land, right? Because if we let it do that, then we won't be able to remember what our thought was because you're not telling your mind what to think. If you just let it do its own thing, it's going to pinball everywhere, right? And that is something that I'm that I'm trying to focus on for myself right now is to get back to like a deeper understanding of what's going on in my mind in that instant or moment that before I press the trigger. Yeah. So that way I can keep my mind focused and directed on what is important. And I think that's, that's like, for me, that's the next, that's the next step. And obviously like the, uh, you know, the, the mindset of, you know, going to shoot an event, um, going to shoot a competition, but even then like a competition, it's it's a way that you can replicate that stress of what you actually use your rifle for. Like for me, I, I'm a hunter. Like that's aside from teaching people how to shoot rifles, it's what I use my rifle for is hunting. So, where like where you guys live, you guys can kill the shit out of stuff. I mean, there's <laughs> there's like you guys are talking about stacking bodies, right? We, there, we can't do that in, in many states where we live. Yeah. I mean, if you live on the east coast of the United States and the eastern portion where there's a lot of deer population, you can kill a bunch of deer. Whereas on the west coast, it's way different. Like you're, we're talking like one deer a year. If you're only hunting in one state, you're only going to kill one deer a year. You know, you might kill one deer, you might kill one elk, and you might kill one antelope, one bear, and if you're really lucky, you might kill a cougar. You know what I'm saying? So like you have five, you have tip that, you know, five opportunities if you didn't draw a, a special tag. Whereas, um, you know, here it's, you know, you're just shooting and you're going through that experience over and over and over again. And I learned that from when I went to Africa and I hunted in Africa and we had that experience of shooting multiple big game animals, conducting multiple stocks in one day. Um, 
and you get so much hunting experience in a short amount of time, compressed amount of time, that you learn very quickly how to manage that stress of, okay, it's go time, there it is, what's going through my head the moment before I press that trigger? Yeah. Like after I make the commitment to press the trigger, what's going through my head? And um, I think that that's really important. That's like, and if you don't know what that is, you can't replicate it. You're gonna do it differently every single time if you can't replicate it. My biggest takeaway has been um, back onto the same, like the mental game of it. I instantly go, I need to do this, 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 this in half a second. Where really, you do it slow, collective, cool, calm. Doesn't take much more than a couple of seconds. It leaves you plenty of time to do your own thing without rushing it and making a mess out of yourself. That's been a massive game changer. Just just that little bit of knowledge that was there all along but never switched on. Yeah. So. Touching on what you said there, Caitlin, about the what am I thinking after I've committed to that trigger pull, bang. I think it d depends on the, what, what you're doing, doesn't it? If I'm shooting a competition and target, bang, okay, was my wing call good? What am I going to do next? And before that, like you keep on going on about having a mantra before you pull the trigger, sight, trigger, sight, trigger, bang. Then on to the next bit. I think without constant repetition, you can't work out what you really want to think about after that. After trying to do it as much as possible to then work out what it is you should be thinking about after you pull the trigger. Um, and then that helps you refine your process more, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's a, obviously there's like the pre there's the there's the pre the pre shot routine right that leads us up to that moment, and then once the rifle does fire and discharge, um, what's next? Because yeah. that is always that is that's always going to be a little different, depending on you know the wind call that you made, depending on the effects on target, you know whatever whatever it is. So you have to be ready for that. And that's, you know, that's the other part of the game. That's the, that's the, the cool part is, you know, like today we didn't have a whole lot of wind out there. You know, it kind of came and went. Um, yeah, some small gusts, but like, like Ash, he was just like, he goes, what am I supposed to be working on? There's really no wind out there. I don't know what to do. Every shot that I take, I'm just drilling the center of the target. I was like, okay, well, fair enough. When there's no wind, we can still work on our work on our our skills by reading the plate. And I said, "What you got to do?" I said, "Just so nudge nudge the rifle over, you know, rub, nudge your sight picture over two tenths, and put the bullet right on the edge of the target, and then see see what that target does. So that way you can train your brain, train your eyes and your brain to look for what what just happened because." If you know that you that the plate looked like that when you hit it, you know that you have to add or subtract windage to get back to center, yep. which we call reading the plate. <clears throat> Excuse me. And once that clicked in his mind, he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that's important." Like, "Yep, that is important." And so, just because there's no wind doesn't mean that you can't train that way. Yeah. You just have to get a little creative with yeah. with how you want to approach it, especially, especially with, with gusting. And if you bracket your wind. And you're always hitting right of plate, right of plate, right of plate. But then you get a gust which could have the ability to take you off plate if your wind holds 
is in a bracket, if you're actually shooting centre plate, you're then going to hit right edge of the plate instead of coming off the plate. Mm-hmm. If right, you reason exactly. it, then at least you can correct the centre and then you've still got that, that bracket to play with. If the wind does gust, instead of throwing you off, you're still going to be on plate. Right. I, I firmly believe, after listening to Owen and like <clears throat> understanding a little bit more about uh, how the brain's visual proprioception works and what that means it's what we're trying to do is is prime the mind to say this is what i want you to pay attention to right this is what i want you to pay attention to and this is what that looks like so when you see this i need you to see i need the brain i I need the brain like i'm talking to the brain as you right so i need you to see this yeah right because you are seeing it in your sight picture when when it happens but largely for new shooters it's happening so fast and it's very difficult to it's very difficult to see but then once you actually teach your brain what to look for then you can't miss it yeah yeah right you can't unsee it you can't unsee unsee it it, yeah it's like trace you know teaching like uh the biggest thing when we taught i taught heidi how to spot her own trace last year in pig river she was like she shoots her dasher right and that thing is you know freaking heavy as shit mm. and she's a tiny little thing like she weighs a hundred pounds if that and i go do you see your own trace and she says no i've never seen it before because i might have and i said well your br- your brain is literally seeing it every single shot yeah you're seeing it every single shot but it's not important yet to your brain so we have to teach it to see it yeah and so as you know you're going through like hey so just look up press the trigger you know, get your sights, get your natural point of aim, commit to the press, press the trigger, and then the instant before you press the trigger, look up to like three mils. Yeah. And the first shot she took, man, she she came off the rifle and looked at me with this big giant smile on her face, and she's like, "I saw it." <laughs> I was like, "Cool, do it again." Yeah. And she just she just kept doing it over. I think she shot like six or seven rounds, and she goes, "Man, I'm seeing it every time now." Yeah. I said, "Yeah, you're in the prone." I said, "It might not work all the time when you're outside of the prone, but." Now what you're doing though is that you're you're teaching your mind that this is something that's important to see. Yeah. And hopefully as you know we get we get more efficient or proficient at managing the recoil of the rifle in, in positions outside of the prone, your brain will see that stimulus, your eyes will pick that stimulus up and bam, it'll you know, you see the image of what yeah. it is. And then that's obviously it's helpful to do that and reading a plate's the same way. Yeah. So that's that for, for me that's what's the most fascinating part about shooting right now yeah. it's not necessarily like you know the trigger press or anything like that it's 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 what what can i teach my brain to see that's beneficial for me to be successful yeah 100 percent. one of the things you, we've done i'm not giving away trade secrets here actually because phil you did a video on it the other day is that closed eye natural point of aim drill mm. that shit blew my mind Yes, that blew my fucking mind that I would send to drilling a dot with my eyes closed. Well, so like, so talk us through the process. Like, talk, like, okay, so I want you to like, when when you hear that, you go, hey, you're gonna shoot with your eyes yeah. closed. What's your immediate thought? My heart stops. <laughs> so I thought, shit, somebody's gonna die. Say what? <laughs> so naturally, this drill. If you get on the one, I don't. Know, did you do it in any of the other classes? 
maybe if they yeah. need it, but but it's for so, sure a staple in our intro. In the 101 <laughs> yesterday, we we got some of the fundamentals down. You did all the stuff from day one. Day two, there was a natural point of aim drill, and it's just making sure that your natural point of aim is established properly. You're, you're square on the rifle. Rifle's in the correct place, and basically on your chest. You're on there. You've got natural point of aim squared on perfectly. And the only movement that happens is the up, down, and the reticle with your breathing. You get in your solid, your position built, bag in place, take a deep breath, up, down. And you're watching the reticle go down, back up to point. Down, back up to point. And it's like, yeah, cool, that's not going anywhere. Third time, cool, make sure it's cool. Fourth time, Fourth eyes time. closed. Bang, and it's Bang. exactly where it should be. And you're like, how the fuck is this possible? I'm not looking, I'm not at, the looking at the target. <laughs> but because you're square, your pressure's correct, you, you, you've got everything right in your fundamentals, it just goes exactly where it should. It blew well, my fucking mind. Yeah, 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 the aiming yeah, process yeah. is just... Your aiming process is done, yeah. right? So, And we've relied on building a good body position to do that and a good connection. And then when you close your eyes, you take away that, you take away the eyesight, which is stimulus, right? It's that's that stimulus that's coming into your brain. And we have this tendency to chase, chase things around, right? Yeah. You, you see that and you're like, oh, I'm gonna chase that. I'm gonna chase that tiny little wobble. But what I'm, what I'm learning is that when you close your eyes, what you're actually doing is you're, is you're forcing your mind to be present for the trigger press. Yeah. You're forcing your mind to be present for what's happening because you know if your concentration drifts anywhere else, you're gonna booger up your position, yeah. you're gonna, you know, you're gonna move or you're gonna do something that is gonna going to be detrimental to hitting the target. Yeah. And so now your sole focus in life is am I breathing in the most consistent manner? Am I letting that breath all the way out? And is the is the reticle gonna rise up into the target? And then once it's there. I have to press the trigger without moving the rifle, yeah. right? So it's actually it's actually like reducing it's reducing your ability to have panic. It's reducing your ability to have um, anticipation of the shot because you're so focused on making sure that trigger press is yeah. perfect. Me and James were like, James were like, fucking crazy. And then we did it at 600 yeah. yards on a 12 inch plate, and exactly the same thing. <laughs> Center punch in the, the, center, the center of the freaking plate, 600 yards. I, I did it. I did it with Andy. I was like, and I've just done it. Eyes oh, close. It. No, it's man. Then we went to the really, really small, yeah. like one MOA target. I was like, and just, just keep an eye on this. I thought there's no way this is gonna happen. First yeah. round, ding. I was like, and he's like. Watch this, I need to do it. <laughs> ding. It's, it's, it gets you excited. It's addictive. You realize, you know what, when you when you have that shit explained to you, it makes sense. And then when you can do it, it's like, yeah, hang on. This, is, this, this, this last stuff. two days, is 100 yards has never been so <laughs> yeah. fun. Do you know what that? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd happily stay at the 100 yards for the next two That's days, like three days, and not bat an eyelid like perfect it. quote for a 101 course. 100 yards has never been so much fun. Hey, I like that. Seriously. That's, that's actually, that's Seriously. good. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Good. There you go. Yeah, Hashtag Hashtag I'm quoting you that. James Bass Pro. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. No, it's, um, I've no, loved it so far. It's been so, it's been so good. Cool. Ma massive eye opener. And um, 
it's just it's um, just been an opportunity to to take on stuff that you never thought you'd even think you'd need to do um especially um, when i mean when you ring steel at distance and you, yeah you're cool yeah i can shoot i'm cool especially when prone you thought prone was sort of like one of your best skills anyway and james said that to me yesterday you thought you were fucking I thought unreal I was on prone, point but this is so actually shit and i had my ass handed to yeah. me but I, I normally kill it on yesterday. troop lines and matches. That's probably one of my better stages. I'm always maybe drop one on the troop line. But now you go, shit, hang on. <laughs> now let's see if you can apply that stuff. That's the, it, It's just full of value, man. It's just, yeah. As, as James said, 100 yards has never been so much fun. It's definitely. No, I'd, uh, definitely, definitely. It should be like everybody's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> thing. Be, yeah. Just shoot yeah. 100 yards. Just take 20 rounds. With yeah. meaning, yeah, yeah, you can get a lot done in twenty rounds like that. That twenty-one dot drill is a freaking awesome. example. You can you could do a lot if you haven't got a hundred yards. Do that natural point of aim at home, just dry yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. indeed. Pick something small and go yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean that's that is train that's training you to be focused and present yeah. for your trigger press. What's your 100%. your guys' key takeaways so far? Um, I like asking this question when we have see, people over. <laughs> see, my my key takeaway is for any class is is identifying you know is is our is our system working for this group of people, right? Is our system working for this group of people, and do we have to do we have to tweak it to we're always in a constant tweak. Um, we did things a little bit differently at uh, when when Ryan and I were in Florida. We did things a little bit differently for our one-on-one -on -one course, and we didn't do it the same for this one. Um, but I think that the way that we did it in Florida definitely has merits, and I'd like to incorporate some of that stuff. It's probably a conversation for a, a different time between between you and I, Philip. But um, my biggest takeaway is is making sure that we're delivering the information in a digestible manner so that way everybody is as close to being on the same sheet of music as possible yeah. that's not always going to happen um so as an example um the other james the other james shooting the shooting the tika well you're both shooting tikas um he's shooting the the, the 223 tika yeah. um biggest takeaway like a, a kind of like a uh a no shit moment for me as a as a teacher i took some stuff for granted with with james's rifle and he was shooting some he was shooting a he's shooting a 223 and a tika and it's just a straight up tika hunting rifle and he was shooting he was attempting to shoot hornady superformance shooting 75 I think 75 or 77 grain ammunition um and we just could not get this damn thing to shoot. We just could not get it to shoot. And we thought it might have been an optic. So we went through, we went through three freaking optics. And then we checked torque settings on the action and we did all the things that, you know, the circle of components. And we made sure that all of his fasteners were tight. And I took it for granted. I didn't think to ask him about his rate of twist on his barrel. Mm. Right. So then he said well i did shoot some ammunition through this rifle and it shot really really well it, it it shot nicely 
I said, okay, well, how much of that do you have? And he said, well, I only have like 30 rounds of that. And I said, well, that's not going to mm. work, bud. Like we, you know, we're going to be going through like 400 rounds in this class. So that's not, that's unfortunately not the answer at this point yeah. in time. And so I took it for granted that because generally speaking, if we see somebody show up with a two, two, three and they're shooting heavier bullets that they've appropriately match the rate of twist to the bullet weight or vice versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't happen yeah. at this point. And I got complacent yeah. as a teacher mm. to not look at that from a circle of component standpoint and say, what are your rifle properties? What are your rifle characteristics? Yeah. yeah. And so the other, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, his name escapes me right now. Um, Adam came over. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. he brought his Tika two, two, with his, his ammunition, but yeah. then... James tried to shoot tried his to shoot super performance through it, and it also it shot also like shot. ass. I mean, when I say this, I, I mean, I'm talking about we couldn't stay on a 10-inch plate at 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was but. just like, what the fuck is going on right now? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and so then we started, I think it was you that mentioned it. Yeah, it was you. Well, I came like, up and I said, what's, what's your twist rate? Twist? And then it, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, my God. So for me, that's that's a big takeaway. You know, that's a big yeah. takeaway to not become, not be complacent when it comes to that. And just, we have to be ready for everything. Yeah. yeah. You got to be ready for everything and anything. And that's where that level of experience comes in. And um, so complacency is definitely something that we need to keep at the forefront mm. of our mind. And so now he's shooting now 55 shoot. grain ammo and, and he's, he's crushing it. Yeah. He's absolutely crushing it with that thing. Just, pro yeah. factory just proves a little 55 grain bullet can do 600 jars, no dramas. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh it can, but that plate does not move. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's like that a plate does just not flew into it. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I sure would not stand out there and oh, hell shoot no. it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to catch that at 1,000 yards. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Definitely not. So that was, so for me, yeah, that was a big takeaway. What about you, Phil? Other than bringing a lighter wherever you go. What's that? Other than bringing a lighter. Other than bringing a lighter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. That's a whole other story in itself. Uh, man. Uh, for me, it's always obviously the light bulbs. Like, it, especially, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm really big on mechanics, if you haven't noticed. Like, I'm really big on, like, making sure you are truly running that rifle to its your and its potential yeah. you know like taking the slightest bit of movement out of your bolt ma bolt manipulation out of you know your your body position so you're not compromising it even if you're subconsciously you know goosenecking that might not cause any discomfort for you but like how it potentially could cause that extra you know 0.1 or 0.2 wobble that yeah. you don't feel like this is in your mate. position What's that? I feel like this is aimed at me. No, no. Do you feel I'm, attacked, James? Oh, mate. I feel, I, he, he says, just run your bolt again. And again. And then he pretty much went, just go over there and run it. And keep running it until you come back and get it right. So, okay. Well, no, because we we, uh, we we tuned up Andy the the first day, uh, the evening, that because he, he couldn't make it day one. I had to play Uber driver. Yeah. And so... Um, but I would but say, I would say definitely the, the biggest takeaway that is is being able to, because like I said, we've got different experience levels here. So being able to hit information to the new guys, like that's not so overwhelming, but also be able to sprinkle a little bit of stuff for the uh, advanced guys to sit and dwell on. Like, oh, I never thought about it like that, or I've never heard yeah. that before, right? Yeah. Because it, it allows them 
you know, the obviously the younger guys, the new guys, not to be so overwhelmed, but then also for the guys that are experienced, not to be bored with yeah, the instruction yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's always a hard, hard balance. And well, and yeah, stuff. that happened for me today with the with the wind, the one hundred one wind stuff. Because yeah, yeah, I know how to read wind. I know how to work the direction and put it in my ballistic solver. But when Kalen drew up the the circle with the percentages and working stuff out and especially with the fish tailing trying to work out that that just i was like ah hang on i've never thought of it like that so, so it's now giving me that extra bit of nugget of information i can now think of it so okay cool i'm actually going to shoot this as a, i'm going to shoot this for a five mile an hour wind so the, or, or a six mile an hour wind. for me it's i've got such a short um, attention span terribly short attention span mm. and i've not once started wondering so you yeah. get into the point where your bite sizes are perfect. For my brain capacity to absorb so much at a certain time, it's like get so far, and you know what you think? Oh, I'm just starting to get to the edge of limits. It's like right, let's go do this now. Like yeah. You're timing it perfectly every single time. Now, there's not one part where I've gone. I'm I'm getting antsy now. It's like just <laughs> ding 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 every single time. Yeah. And, that's how I learn. I learn through seeing, not writing down, and this, that, and the other. And it's if I'm learning from it, and he's learning from it from a different way of writing stuff down. And it's it definitely works. The way you boys do it definitely works. And it's funny because nothing. I feel like nothing that we teach is like completely groundbreaking, right? No. Like you're, you're not. We're not like reinventing any wheel. No. But it's, it, the, yeah, it's everything we already know. Exactly. Just, just yeah. fed back to us in the correct way. Yeah. In, a, in a very, yeah. uh, I should say correct way, in a very systematic way. That, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, over years of experience of teaching, yeah. right, that we know like, okay, hey, before we do this, we need, the, we need to make sure that they're able to execute this. And this yeah. is how we need to break it down so that it's like, hey, we start with this, move to that. And then before we even start sprinkling this, we need to make sure that they can demonstrate that they've like uh we call it um what do we call it in the marine corps practically apply practically apply it right um and not really show mastery just show understanding of like okay hey i've got the core concepts of that first lesson or whatever because yeah. no one loves to sit in class for more than four hours no, it's, it's, terrible. it's it's freaking even, terrible even two hours is, yeah. is too much man yeah it's um, i don't think you've done classroom stuff for more than an hour and a half each. No, like, I, I even I, like I'm even starting to think like two about two hours max. I'm I'm even starting to rethink like how I want to address external ballistics, you know, to 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 break that up, right? Just because it's just like okay, well, let's. A, there's got to be a better mousetrap to get to get this information delivered, and then practically applied, and then like we i think the the hallmark of of the way that we teach is it's it's a lecture it's a demonstration and then we allow you to practically apply and then we debrief it to kind of solidify it all and then we just add another layer yeah. right so i'm my my brain is already in motion as to how i can figure out how to how to execute or or communicate the external ballistics factor um without so much classroom time because I think that's, it's still a lot, right? It's still a lot. We're constantly trying to figure out like, hey, what do these guys need to know? What are these, not these guys. I mean, there's a lot of ladies that are getting involved in the sport too. So what do these students need to know in order for them to be successful? 
I don't need to sit up here and, you know, make them freaking ballisticians. Hell, I'm not a ballistician. Like, they don't need to know what a ballistic coefficient is and how it was created. I mean, they need to know what it is, but they don't need to know how You don't how need to overcomplicate over it. No, That's you don't need to overcomplicate no. it. You just need to know, okay, these are the things that I need to pay attention to. We need to know the difference between a G1BC, a G7BC, and a CD versus mock curve. Like, we need to know those three things, right? Okay, now that we understand what those three things are, now it's time to move on. We're not going to sit here and talk about it for an hour and a half. That's it, ridiculous. It's I nice. can tell you where to get the information yeah. to talk about it for an hour and a half if you want to do that on your own time, but that's not what the purpose of this class is. Yeah. It, was, it was nice pointing out the stuff you didn't need to know. Mm -hmm. So instead of people going, well, they didn't mention this, the bits where you go, you don't need, don't need to know this. Not nope. yet. Do this, do this, do this. Then dig deeper. Yep. That was good. I like that. That's where, that's, I mean, Philip and I have had this conversation a couple of times. I think that's part of the demise of the, the, the Marine Corps sniper community. They just overcomplicated it and they made it so freaking complex that it was very difficult to get people to understand it. It become boring. Well, not only, I don't even think it was boring. It was, it was like they, they, it was like, we have to know, we have to know what spindrift is. No, not really. Like, no, you really don't. You need to know that it exists and it's a factor, but you don't need to like be so hyper focused on it because once you get hyper focused on it, then the students are like, they're using that as an excuse to miss the target. You if, you're, if you're thinking about putting two tenths of spin drift in for this firing solution, you're not thinking about what the wind is doing. Nope. But I came up to you today, didn't I, uh, Kaylin? I said, we turned off spin drift and we're working out the mile an hour on my gun. I turned it back on you, like, fuck no, dude. Like, have a look. And we changed it and it was like 0 0.02 of a tenth yeah. difference at the, the 600. I'm like, nah, fuck it. Leave it off. It's not yeah, going to no. make any difference. Leave it off. No, yeah. So. Now, there, now, you know, when you travel to yeah. a new location sure. yeah. and you're starting to shoot at distance, turn, turn, it, turn it on, it see what it is. And then if it's inside a tenth, who gives yeah. a shit? It's, it doesn't matter. It's not going to make any difference, is it? There's a certain fact we ain't going to hold. We ain't gonna hold a tenth. You can't hold a tenth, let's be honest. No. Dialing, different story, but you can't hold a tenth. Then when the fuck are we gonna dial? Well, we, we have. When, when, can, <laughs> when, can, when can you read the wind within silence? Well, I, I'd say after after shooting your guys' range today, or last even the last couple of days, like I could see why dialing is a mute point. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, yeah. even in front of you guys, like trying to demonstrate wind, like I was bouncing back and forth yeah. between the plate and it's yeah. like, and that's on a calm day yeah we've yeah. had a calm yeah calm day um yeah you got some fishtail activity the, today, the, the, the bit yeah. you're missing is you know the day, the day when andy was ubering i sat and spoke with caitlin i kind of gave him the rundown of look this is what happens on this target this is what happens on this target and he went shit don't tell phil <laughs> Let him figure it out. <laughs> I don't even want you to tell me. Like I want to figure it out. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the allure of going to a new location and learning it. Um, I, I don't even want to know. I want to figure it out myself. I want to be able to read the conditions, apply my skills that I've amassed over the years, and and validate those skills in a new location. I, I had a small giggle inside when I watched Phil and it was just like. Not quite doing what you wanted it to do straight yeah. away. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. He'll figure yeah. it in a second. 
Yeah, you, you definitely got a case of the pro shoot fishtail today. <laughs> yeah. For those listening, we've just had Benny Mac turn up. UK shooters will know who that is. They just looked at me and nodded as well. <laughs> pro shoot fishtail is a fucking there's thing. An, really there's, another, there's another one on this. So I was with Phil, Ash, Adrian, Dan on the uh, bottom firing point. Yeah. And... Uh, Phil and Ash were playing a little game of Guess the Wind. I was stood behind him with a kestrel. And I was like, what is it now? And it got quite good, didn't it? Just it did. pinging out like, oh, I think it's three mile now. Oh, no, it's four mile now. And then you tell them what it is. And all they're doing is feeling it off the face. Mm. What they can hear, what they can feel. But what was that? Five little five-minute mess around? Yeah. yeah. And Ash come yeah. off gleaming because he was... He was getting, he was he was getting out, consistent, yeah. quite consistent on how he was feeling it and how he was picking it up. Yeah, Kaelin did the same thing up with us on the yeah, front. Yeah, it, so it, it was a cool little game, to be fair. Yeah. It's the, it's the little things, the, the little educational nuggets that you pull out of stuff like this, which which do make the difference on a course. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that we get the opportunity to bring you guys over again for this stuff. And, and the laughs and jokes that fly around. That yeah, makes, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. it all... It's not a serious yeah. environment. It's it's a laugh. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's seriously funny learning. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it sounds a bit like fucking childish, but the 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 best way of learning is having fun. Yeah, it really, oh, it's is the best way of learning. I absolutely agree. I still need to find out where my sweets went. <laughs> yeah, somebody st- somebody stole st- James's sweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are good. You guys got some good candy out here. Yeah, you do. I'm about to come back with cavities and 10 pounds overweight. Let's talk about that cheesecake, man. Cheesecake. Oh, man. Well, this is a story and a half. Yeah, the cheesecake. So, so we're up, we're on range, and and we, me and James find out that it's Phil's girlfriend's birthday. And James is like, we've got to try and get a cake somehow. And then Adrian comes over and because he hears us talking in the conversation. He's like, oh, do you need a cake? And we're like, yeah. Said, what sort of cake? And we're like, well, I don't know, birthday cake. And Phil stood there and he's like, yeah, just a cake. And then Adrian's like, what about cheesecake? And Phil's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. So we get this freaking huge cheesecake and there's still about three quarters of it in the fridge right now as we're talking. Bring it back here. And then we have something to eat. Kaylin cooks some awesome food. And <laughs> Phil's found this fucking huge candle in the drawer. A house. Like, it's a house like, it's candle. like a house candle. He's chopped the end off and he's put it in the cake. He's like, how the fuck are we going to light it? We're, but there's no lighter in the house. There's no matches. We're poking tissue paper in the fucking toaster, trying to light it. Eventually, James is like, I've got some light fluid. And I'm like, I've got a striker on my, on my Leatherman. And we're trying. <laughs> it got to the oh, point we were, we were trying to light this striker the striker was crap Ugh. so I was like fuck it pouring light fluid on my finger just like get a spark anything just anything we'll to get try it. like this is, like, I can wedge my finger in the flint we'll just get it going and it was like oh shit oh, man. we but got yeah. the uh, got the scissors got a decent spark like a little bit of lighter fluid boom straight on <laughs> but oh, yeah we it was we got, it was we chuckle, got the chuckle vision for an hour trying to find a <laughs> just trying to find a candle. Yeah, Claire had gone to bed, and then we'd set everything up like we'd set the cameras up, we'd set this up, lights were off. It was like, feels like, yeah, I'll go get her. 
15 minutes went by, it's like, come on. Caitlin sat there yeah. getting back on emails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, like, this, this cake's going to have like half candle dripping all over it in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it, it, was, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was all good. Yeah, it was good. good time, it yeah. was good times. We definitely, definitely should have recorded the mess of that. They're trying to get it. Yeah, that would have been good. But yeah, no. Um, I hope we can. Obviously, you've got three more courses to do, but I hope we can get you guys back over. Yeah, for, I'd for love to. Ones. I think. Yeah, I know you're not going to be here for the next two days. The, the next uh, two courses, or, so, so sorry, two days. courses. But I'd love to hear, you know, uh, your takes on the advanced course because yeah, yeah, my yeah. my thing. I say this. I've probably been saying this like the last few months in my podcast like for me to grow as an instructor like my goal is to now like how do i take an already great shooter yeah and turn him into a monster right yeah like yeah, what are yeah. those things other than like obviously you know they need to uh, put the repetitions in mm -hmm. but what are the like changes that i need to make in them that'll really they can see the difference yeah. you know in terms of their shooting style or whatever that that really makes them unstoppable you know yeah. so i'm really curious to, to to hear you say the differences between like the the nuggets that you found in the intro class to like okay hey like we went to work for the advanced yeah well you've got some some good students coming in the advanced class to try out all this sort of stuff and that the, the guys will always feed back to us and you isn't you guys as well so yeah they they won't hold back they yeah, um, yeah they'll let, they'll let you know no what? problems. Yeah, there, there's some. Really they will guys more than likely on. drag you to the pub as well. You will end up in the Wingfield yeah. pub. <laughs> <laughs> it will end up getting heavy. You guys yeah. got some good beer here, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> it's all good. Well, that's a good awesome. one, boys. Yeah, thanks yeah, for taking one. the time. Thanks yeah, for curry thank tonight. No Thank worries. So yeah, hey. we we took the boys out for for a curry tonight. So. That ain't knows. That's that's. I think it's hilarious that you say that you say we went out for a curry. That's awesome. Well, it's just, it's funny because it's like we, we in, in the United States, it's just like, hey, you want to go grab some Indian food? Yeah, same thing. Same basic. Thing. It's, it's same curry thing. house. Well, yeah. we did, we did uh, Frankie and Benny's two nights on the trot. Yeah, and then Kaylin cooked for us. Yeah, yeah Kaylin, Kaylin's. Um, yeah. Cooked. Yeah, but there's good reason we did Frank and Benny's two nights. Yeah, Kate, but nobody could be asked to no, cook. That's right. Kaylin's <laughs> cooking's on point, so Phil's got to uh, step yeah. up tomorrow well, I got, night. I got chili, I got chili in the hole, man. So chili's coming tomorrow night. I won't oh, be here. Brother. <laughs> Damn. Sucks to be here. Maybe we'll wait. Maybe yeah, we'll wait. Maybe we'll wait. Well, I can't. Yeah. It'll go bad. I'll yeah, no, I get it cooked, too. Yeah, it's all good. It it's all good. I'll eat your off. Don't worry. That's fine, dude. You got but cornbread, yeah. too? I didn't get cornbread. We need to stop talking about food because I'm getting hungry. Already, there's cheesecake in there. That's going to get yeah. smashed in a second. <laughs> don't worry. J James has experienced new breakfast habits as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. James. No, that just blew my mind. You but can't have you talk shit for, the, for two days in a row. Yeah. And then you find Bacon and fruit don't go together. Apparently it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Wouldn't steer you wrong, brother. Yeah. Pot, pot, That's my blood. Porridge and fruit and then avocado with, with bacon and a bit of garlic powder, some chili, salt, pepper, toast, and it fucking blew his mind. It was that factory reset Friday night. Yeah. That's what helped. <laughs> right on. It was awesome. Nice. Well, well, cheers, guys. Looking forward to the last day, and um, 
I'm sure we're gonna record another one while we're here because yeah. we're here for we're here for some duration. Weeks. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think yeah, we're here for a long. I think, yeah. I think Trez will feel major left out if we don't. I think do Trez is. Yeah. I think Trez is gonna head down one night. On the we'll, probably, we'll probably do something when Trez let's is here. Do that. Let's, yeah. let's do that. If yeah. nothing else, just to give Trez some shit for not being here. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right on, awesome, boys. boys. All right, guys. Well, hey, guys, uh, appreciate you guys listening. If you guys are listening to this, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Till then, you guys know the drill. Keep your face, face on the gun. gun. Deuces.